Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments to let our mind and our will and our emotions settle and just kind of pull back from anything that's grabbing or trying to grab our attention or stir us up in any way and just let let your attention fall back into the Lord. Remember your soul wants to be reunited with your spirit. So it's not our soul we're fighting against. But your soul has developed bad habits. And it has to unlearn those bad habits in order to be reunited with your spirit. And sometimes that takes a lot of effort and can have consequences. But it's always worth it. The more your soul is reunited to your spirit, the more easily eternal life flows from your spirit into your soul and into your body. And just think of that right now. Receive in your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Just soak up. Receive the eternal life that's flowing from your spirit right now. Just even breathe it in. Just as your heart pumps blood through your body that keeps you alive, the eternal life of God flows through our soul and gives us a new life, eternal life, the life that we were meant to have and brings us into unity as one spirit, soul, and body, but also one with God. Now, we're always learning things. God doesn't have an end. He's eternally creative. And if we're in him, so are we. We are also eternally creative, eternally receiving and giving, and eternally learning. There is no beginning, there is no end, there's now we control our time, we redeem our time, and the more we accept who we are, even if we don't fully understand it, when we can start to wrap our minds 
around what God really intended for us for this time on this earth. We can both become excited and content because our confidence grows in who God is. Our trust in him increases moment by moment, experience by experience. He proves himself, his love for us. And those things that trouble us and are stumbling blocks fall away. Even though we put effort into change, and even though it can be a struggle for our soul's habits to fall by the wayside, as God changes our soul and conforms our body and soul into oneness with our spirit. Remember, he's doing all that. But it can cause us pain. It can cause us stress. Because we thought we had it all under control. And one of the first things God shows is, no, we never had it under control. It was all an illusion. And when he starts putting his finger on those illusions... And we see how quickly those illusions fall. It can be very disconcerting. When our kingdom topples and we see how unpredictable and unbalanced it was to begin with, the more we can just let it fall. And this comes by experience. It's not something through our understanding or even a reflection of our, how we are emotionally or our beliefs or anything, that our circumstances. It's simply something we all go through. And there's within that circumstance, within that process, there is a breaking of our reliance on our own belief system. We find that nothing we can do, nothing we can believe in, nothing we can have confidence in or anyone we can have confidence in changes the disruption that God has going on in the very deepest aspects of our soul. And the best we can do is let him shake everything that can be shaken. Those beliefs and any other foundational or fundamental things that he wants us to maintain will stand the shaking. And if at the end of the shaking there's nothing there, that's fine. It gives God a clean surface to rebuild. 
but that can be very disruptive to our own beliefs and what we've been trusting, what we have been having our confidence in. The simplicity of devotion to Christ, the simplicity of knowing God, stands in stark contrast to the devices of man, to what we think it takes to be a good Christian, to gain eternal life, to maintain a relationship with God. And it's the simplicity is that when he pours his life into us, all he wants from us is to receive unconditionally what he is giving unconditionally and to just say thanks. No strings, no conditions, no expectations, but just thank you, Lord. Everything else in our lives flows from simply accepting everything he wants to give. And from there, we can have that confidence that he is changing us and healing us and conforming us to his son, to be his son, into his family. We are joint heirs with Christ. We are co-inheritors. We are in the family. We are one with God. Now it does change how we relate to this world and and how we relate to others, how we relate to ourselves. And we begin to see that every circumstance of our life is there so we can learn to live as a spirit being. We're learning things about who we are, who God is, how spirit functions, how our soul is meant to function and even how our body is meant to function when eternal life is flowing freely. Now, it's going to be a while before we get to that point where it's flowing freely through us 100%. So far, besides Adam and Eve... They were participating in in God fully, and Jesus was participating in his Father fully. But other than that, nobody's even, we can almost say, come close. But that one of these days, one of these generations, his promise will be fulfilled. So many are so concerned about, you know, will this be the time when he comes back? And they're looking at all the rumors, all the different 
prophecies in the scriptures and this and that. And I always go back to he's coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. And we are so far from that. We have, there is no danger that whatever is coming next is coming soon. We are just so far away from being ready for what we think is coming. Either we're wrong about what's coming, which is probable, or we have a totally different idea. We're just going to have to be have to be patient with him, with ourselves, and learn what is it that we are to learn today, now, here on this earth, about who we are and about who God is. And we can enjoy the process. Well, we, we start putting aside what we think the goals are, the rewards, the expectations, the requirements. You know, what pleases God? God is already pleased. He doesn't need any any more being worshipped. He's not running low. His battery's not running low and needs to be recharged. He's fully self-contained. Those things that he asks of us are for our sake, not for his. He doesn't need anything. He's got everything he needs. He is full and complete. But when he asks us, to do to try things to do things to to be working on projects to affect our communities to raise the dead it's not for him it's not even for others it's for us he creates opportunities and circumstances for us to learn how to be spirit beings, how to be his sons. And we're coming back now to how to do that the most quickly. And we always come back to that simply because that's we, we have this idea that we're always behind and we see so much going on in our world that we we feel like, okay, I need to get involved. I need to be available to God in case he wants to use me. Or whatever, you fill in why it is that you want to know God. Is, is it just there's a hunger and a thirst? Great. Or do you feel there's a, a need? Well, that's great as well. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes for you to want to know him, that desire came from him. He gave you the desires of your heart. He gave you those desires. So if you want to know him, that's the promise that he's going to reveal himself to you. So we come back to those night seasons. And understanding, this is why he provokes us. He, he keeps us from being content. 
is because he wants us involved in the process. Now, remember, most of the time, by the time he shows us a change he's making, he's been working on it for a long time. And it's not that he wants our involvement because we have work to do, but because he wants us to see the change. Because one of the things that we need to learn most is gratitude, appreciation. Thank you, Lord. And we can't have that unless we see the change. And sometimes it's the subtlest things. You, you find yourself back in a situation that you're in, that you've been in many times before, and you realize, ah, you know, it that that button that was there that always got pushed. Even though it's being pushed, ah, it doesn't get the same rise, doesn't get the same reaction, and you go, something's changed. And you go, thank you, Lord. That's cool. I appreciate that. And that's why so often we try to get ourselves out of the situation. We try to avoid ever being in that situation where that button is going to be pushed. And God deliberately creates another situation just like that one. So our button will be pushed. So we will see. It doesn't, it's not connected to anything anymore. And part of what we learn through this process is that he wants to be known, he is revealing himself, and he can be trusted. And knowing him, there's a simplicity to it. It's not that hard. You don't have to learn Greek or Hebrew. You don't have to have a special anointing or gift or education or anything. You simply say, thank you, Lord. Whatever you want from me, I want it. Don't let me miss you. Thank you, Lord. So we've been talking about the Lord visiting us at night. About the the basic two different ways that the Lord comes comes to us without waking us and by waking us. And sometimes he comes to us and without us knowing about, that he's working on us, communing with us, speaking with us, he makes changes because it's an opportune time for him. We are the most available to him when we're asleep. Now we want to learn how to stretch that so that we are available to him equally throughout the day and night. But he'll take every opportunity we give him. This is a process. So he starts even at night when we aren't aware of his presence, he is present, and he is working in you on your behalf. He's doing what's best for you. Deep calls to deep. He changes your mind. He quiets our emotions, and even gives us new direction without our conscious awareness. 
and things that if we were thinking about them during the day, we'd argue with him. But at night, when we're asleep, our spirit knows and understands what our soul needs, and our soul, because it's quieted, receives. So over time, we realize something has changed. And even if we don't know when it's changed or how it's changed, we recognize something has changed. And even though they may seem like little tiny things, those are the things that matter. God is the God of little things. And the big things take care of themselves. Then, besides communing with the Lord without our being aware, there's going to be times when he wakes us up to be with him. Now, if during the day you're increasing your time spent waiting on him, giving him your time and attention, there will be an increase in those times when God wakes you up at night to be with him. Very often it's become receptive and you recognized his presence during those waiting times. And your soul becomes thirsty and hungry for spirit. And so your soul is ready to respond in those night seasons when the Lord comes knocking. Now, he deals with us each uniquely because we're all in a different place. We each have our own situation and circumstance and even what's going on inside. And God has crafted every aspect of your life and every aspect, every wound. God is God of all. But just being expectant regarding his visits will make you more aware of his approach. So when he does come for a visit, you will know how to respond. Some of the ways the Lord will announce his visit are going to be through supernatural manifestations that we've already talked about like a literal knocking or a calling your name or audible noises, hearing a song internally or audibly, hearing footsteps or a strong fragrance or a rising within of his presence so strongly that it breaks your sleep. These are all things we learn by experience. Very often, the way in which the Lord does awaken you will be a good indicator of why he's come. And this is, you're going to learn this by experience. And that list is just some things. We've talked about, you know, 
so many, we want an angel to come with a telegram. And God said, I'd rather just be able to talk to you, spirit to spirit, and give you the guidance and direction and encouragement one-on-one. It's not a good thing to need an angel with a telegram. So when he does come for a visit, you will know how to respond based on experience. He will he will have you ready. Now there's going to be times when you mistake who's come to visit you or why. And that's fine. This is the learning process. We learn more from our mistakes than from doing things right accidentally. So that's not a problem. If you miss him, or say you you felt his presence in the middle of the night, and you failed to get up, and in the morning, you oh man, when you're waking up, you're oh shoot, you know, I missed an opportunity. Okay, so what are you going to do tonight? You're going to go to bed earlier. You're going to make sure, you know, you have some place set up in your room to go sit, wake yourself up completely, get, put your head under the, the shower head or whatever you need to do, wake yourself completely up, and then go sit with him out of a bed. And you pay him the time, you give him the time and attention that he's asking for. You don't get all angry at yourself. You don't, you know, oh, God, I'm so sorry I failed you. No. It's like, oh, Lord, you know, what do I need to do? You know, I, you know I want to be with you. How, how do I correct this? And you make whatever arrangements you need to. Not a big deal. This is going to be part of your life for the rest of your life, knowing him at night. And you'll find that the answers and change that happens at night will be so much more valuable than anything that happens during the day. You'll start arranging your schedule so that you can get to sleep earlier so when he comes you won't be tired. You'll find yourself... taking nights off so you can be quiet before him, before you even go to bed, making time in your schedule to give him the attention because you enjoy your time with him at night, not because he's making you or because he's going to penalize you if you don't, but because it's an enjoyable, pleasant time to be alone with the Lord at night. Often the way, again, in which the Lord awakens you will be an indication of his purpose. A soft calling of your name may reflect that the Lord is seeking a time of intimacy with you. Sometimes a sharp knocking may be an alarm regarding an issue or a need for intercession or that he 
wants your attention, or even the content of a song heard inwardly may give some indication of the topic of conversation or a memory or an emotion. So we learn to pay attention to what's going on, not so that we can grab that alarm and run with it, but we can say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm, what's going on? How do, you know? Now, a reminder, we always remember that just as the night seasons are con- conducive to our conversations with the Lord because we're available in our soul, that also is a convenient time for our enemies to come against us. So as we are becoming aware of the Lord coming and visiting us, we always start with the same approach. Lord, is that you? This is how we gain confidence that we're hearing from him. Lord, is that you? And we're probably going to be revisiting that process. What if he what if it says no? And how to test. We'll probably be getting into that again pretty in the next few weeks. So um if you wanna run ahead and you wanna go onto the website, the there a lot of the description is on the website at therainersclub.org talking about um how to hear from the Lord, and how to deal with uh, interference. Or you can drop me a line at diane at org, and we can have a discussion there. So until we pick it up here next week, um, you can drop me a line, like I said, at diane at org, or through Blog Talk Radio. Other than that, make some time, have an expectation tonight that the Lord is going to come and make himself known to you tonight set aside some time don't watch the tv don't read a book settle your mind lord i'm ready i'd like to spend some time with you if tonight is convenient then when he does however make sure you know expect that it's him lord is that you start there and go from there enjoy the process enjoy getting to know god thanks for tuning in have a great night